Hey, grab a seat, grab a seat. Uh, I did miss one thing. Uh, Josh and Leanne as well are here and you guys are engaged. We haven't announced that. So do you want to jump up on your feet as well? Big congratulations to Josh and Leanne. Congratulations. And now I just want to introduce Billy, who's going to be sharing with us tonight. Um, Billy is a preaching pastor here. He works for Dion Church and he's just an awesome guy. And so do you want to welcome Billy as he comes up now just to share with us? That'd be great. Take that, thanks. Thank you very much. Can we thank the band? Always, man, appreciate, appreciate you. Uh, we're in a series, you guys are in a series, and so uh, the series, if you don't know, is called Summer Psalms, and I really appreciate that because um, summer, it says straight to me, seasons, and the Psalms, surely, uh, if you've been around, you'll know that they're the songs that were sung. Um, spiritual songs that had practical implications for people's lives. And so um, I was doing, when I did the 4.30 service, I, a thought came to me when, this, when the worship was on and I thought, um, I distinctly remember, I used to live in a small bush town and whenever we wanted to go anywhere, we had to travel a lot. And so, um, uh, Caden, did you say small town or something? 80,000, right? Yeah, sure, sure. We had like 500 people in my, I was related to half of them. So, you know, um, <laughs> Um, but to get anywhere from my hometown, it was a trip. It was a fair old trip to get places. And so um, I was thinking of how old I am because I didn't even know. Um, when I was a young fella, and there'd be some older people here, and you can, you know, join with me. I was in the Walkman days. Any Walkman days people out there? Look at you. Yeah, beautiful. That's good. And I was back in the tape days. And, and when you tape and stuff, we didn't have this flash playlist stuff that you young people have got nowadays. You know, we, we had to get it ourselves. We had to make a tape ourselves, a good travelling tape. And so I used to listen to the radio, all you Walkman people. You'd hear your song come on, you race over, press record, play and record at the same time, eh? And then at the finish, you get the timing right just before the announcement. Yeah, got it. But what you never knew, and this is something for your generation to just be thankful for. When in our day, if we press pause or stop, it actually wound back a bit. So whenever we put the next song on, it cut in way too quick, you know, just at that quiet, and the next song on, oh my goodness, the things we had to put up with, I don't know, it's terrible. So. <laughs> but this is what I love about these Psalms that you've been hanging out in. Is, and the one in particular that I'm gonna share with you, if, if you have listened to music at all, there are certain songs and there's a power in the songs, not just for the lyrics, but for the season in your life that those lyrics really meant something. There'll be certain songs you may hear and you'll say, I know exactly where I was. And you're not just talking about physically where you were. You mean I remember where I was emotionally. I remember where I was spiritually when that song, and that's why it really resonates. And I have to be honest, I'm gonna share a song, a psalm with you that just really hits me for this season in my life. And um, I'm trusting that it might be for, for, for some others that are here tonight as well. In fact, I've, I've heard it partly, and so um, I've, I've got some confidence. So this is what it says. It's Psalm 131. And this is the opening stanza, the opening lyrics to this beautiful song. This is what it says. Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. Wow, what a powerful opening to this song. Now, for those that might not know, 
This, um, this Psalm 139 is part of a playlist. It's part of a journey playlist that was grouped together by the Hebrew people. And you may see it there even on the left. I've kept the title. Some, some of your Bible translations will give you this title. And it says there, a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. And so in this little grouping from Psalm 120 to Psalm 134, this playlist is what's commonly referred to as the songs of ascent. These are the songs that were sung by the pilgrims who were travelling. And for some, they recognised they were travelling to Jerusalem, quite literally travelling up. The, type, the, the lay of the land forced them to, to journey up. Others actually talk about a, a far more intimate setting that there are 15 steps in the temple. And others think that this, these 15 songs refer to these 15 steps that were taken. Whichever way it is, these are songs that were sung by people on a pilgrimage. And this opening line here, and we're told it's a Psalm of David, so we'll assume that. And, and for me, this opening stanza is incredible, it's amazing. And for me, um, in my journal, I'm, I've always been a storyteller. I've always loved stories. Ever being a little kid in that hometown, a family barbecue, I was always, come and tell that story, come and tell that story. So I've always loved stories. But as I've gotten older, I've really appreciated and loved journeys. And those two things together, story and journey, they've become very powerful metaphors for me. As I begin to try and unpack and understand my life and uh, the spiritual journey, as some people refer to it, these story and journey things. If you look at my journal, just I feel lately that everything's been about path and journey and travelling and, and walking. So it's been really powerful for me. And so as I read this, these metaphors are important because in stories, we, we say the story has twists and turns. When we talk about journeys, we say, oh, there's ups and downs. And I've hung around musicians enough, though I'm not a musician, I've heard them talk and they say, oh, is there light and shade in the song? And so, so the, the, what that tells me, if this metaphor of story and journey gives us an insight and an understanding for life, then it tells me it's all just not flat. That that journey, that story, it tells me it invites us to travel. It's a bit like the seasons. God made the seasons and he made the earth that makes seasons. So this very has been very helpful for me, church, to understand my journey. And I hope it helps you tonight to understand and appreciate life, the complexities of life. It's not this one, just everything smooth sailing. There's, there's questions, there's concerns, there's issues. And one of the things is they can be very difficult for your journey. If life, if your spiritual journey has lots of questions, that can be hard. And, and for me, it's quite that, it's almost a sense of unknowing. The only way you can walk forward is to unknow because it's very difficult to hold the tension. It's sometimes very hard to have the questions. And if you're trying to carry those in the journey, it can be very difficult. For me, and I'll borrow a phrase that I, I read once, and it said the, the, the great sadness. 
And I've shared before, but my great sadness, um, one of them was in 2015, and it was a really particularly difficult time for me in my life. A, a really, a, a, an absolute U-turn. It came from the blue and it just really knocked me over. And I was struggling, I have to say, I was really in a deep trauma about it. And my wife, actually, um, I've always liked walking, but my wife, Vicky, said to me, I think you need to go on a walk. And so I listened to that and I said, yeah, okay. And there's this beautiful walk up the Sunshine Coast. It's going to be a couple, you know, an overnighter, just, just a couple of days for me. And, and when I look back and remember, and it, the irony's not lost on me tonight as I remember and recall this. The one thing I remember about that journey is just how overpacked I was. If you had seen me on the street, and, and people did, I got actually dropped by a friend in the wrong place, you know what I mean? So then I had to walk slash hitchhike back to the actual starting spot. And I had this backpack that looked like a tiny house on my back, you know what I mean? Like council approval was required. You know, the back was so big, had way too much stuff in it. And I struggled. I struggled. It made it so difficult to walk on that journey. And the irony is not lost on me tonight because that physical reality was my emotional and spiritual reality. I had the deepest questions of God and I was aching, church. I was aching inside and I didn't know what to do with them. And I was trying to carry all of these questions. I was trying to solve all of these issues in an instant. I just wanted them to be gone. The only way I thought I could be healed is if everything was answered on the spot and that didn't happen. I have to be honest with you tonight, I still have some of those questions for God. I still ask Him. Some of them I'm quite happy and content. I feel like I'm actually, if you're worried for me, don't be. I feel like I'm in really good company. Because what it did for me is exactly what David wrote. It's exactly what the pilgrims sung as they traveled towards God. They were singing and they suggest that they sung these songs over and over again. They were very simple songs because they were repetitive ones. And so think of these pilgrims walking towards their God and singing, I've got lots of questions and I don't know the answer to all of them and that's okay. From my deepest being, from my own reality, if there's anyone here tonight, please, I'm, I'm speaking to you. God, I believe, is speaking to you. The questions that you have, the issues that you're trying to hold together, I get it, I get it. But, but it is so destructive if you think you've got to keep carrying them all the time. There's a search, I don't want to deny the search, but I have to acknowledge that the questions are there. And David sings and he says, you know what? Some mysteries are too great for me and that's okay. The only way I'm going to walk forward is if I drop some of these things out of the bag. I'm not ignoring them, they're there. But I'm just, I'm okay that some things, I'm not going to be that proud to think I know it all. And I want to be that honest with you tonight. And I hope you don't feel uncomfortable with that that the preacher has some questions because David, the man after God's heart, wrote a song that says, I don't concern myself with some matters because they're just too great or too awesome for me. And that's okay. And so for me, this made a big difference. You know, maybe some of you are there and you don't have any questions. Maybe your life is so blessed that you've got absolutely no questions. That might be true. Or something else might be going on too. 
And I really appreciated Tamara's testimony. I, I really appreciated the wisdom that it held. The, the, the journey metaphor, could you hear it? The journey metaphor was just riddled throughout your testimony. It was so powerful. And an acknowledgement that, that there's questions on the journey and there's questions in the journey and from the journey. And, and that's okay. And so thank you. What a blessing. I, I so appreciate to hear that. And I guess we're not alone in this. So I want you to feel okay about that because one of the powerful stories I read in the Bible is of Jacob, a man of God who's on a journey. And on his journey, he literally wrestles with God. If you know the story, you understand that in the context, um, I actually feel like maybe Jacob is really wrestling with himself. God's in on it, but he knows that it's actually Jacob who's carrying all those issues. It's a complex family situation. He's about to be confronted with something that he did in his past. He's carrying this burden with him as he walks. And then throughout the whole night, he's wrestling and he just wants to be set free. And the reality is he is. It's not just the physical wrestle. But I want to point to that deeper truth for us it's okay if you are wrestling with God, if there's issues from your story, if there's unresolved matters in your journey, it's okay. God can handle them. And so Jacob eventually, I love what he says, he wrestles with God. And then at the end of it all, he says, surely God was in this place and I didn't even know it. And I hope and I pray that as you look back at your journey, perhaps as you hold in tension some of this stuff, you will have new eyes to see and new ears to hear that God was in fact in that place, that He is with you now. He has not left you. He not, has not abandoned you. He is that faithful companion as we heard about. And what I love about this is David's lyrics and, and the pilgrim's song, it shifts then. They talk about this mystery, the unknowing bit of the journey, and that's okay. They say, yep, we could be putting all our energy into that, but listen to how the song unfolds in verse two. It says, instead, instead I have calmed and quieted myself like a weaned child who no longer cries for its mother's milk. Yes, like a weaned child is my soul within me. Wow. It's just this beautiful, this, this shift in the song, like all good songs, it, it does something beyond what the words, you know, of just talking can sometimes, of, of even sermons, but a song can cut through you. And that's what happens here. David has written this song and the pilgrims sing this song of the complexities of their journey, of the unknowns and, and questions they may have and difficulties that, are, uh, that they acknowledge. And they could put all their energy into that. They could worry about that and spend all their time there. But listen to what it says, instead, instead, it's almost a turning in the journey. I have calmed and quieted myself. Instead of spending all the energy on that worry, what happens is David and the pilgrims turn that energy of unknowing into a discipline of doing. Instead of that, I have. And it's quite insightful what they have. I have 
calmed and quieted myself. This language is, I have, is very emphatic, the language, and, and the action is very concrete. And I think that's very important to hear that. There's a real commitment to this in the journey. Calm, quiet, my, my, my summary of this verse is peaceful. Do you get that sense of being peaceful? Don't you crave that in this chaotic journey, in the difficulty, the twists and turns of your story, sometimes the greatest craving is for peace. And here it is, in this metaphor of a weaned child. I was sat in this and I spoke to my wife, Vicky, about this because we didn't quite, quite sure, was the, was the lyricist, was David talking about a child that's just had a feed? It's been breastfeeding and it's content? Or is this actually the full season of a child who once was breastfed but now no longer does? And I, I think the story in the song lends itself to that latter one. Talking about a season of life where, where a child is so dependent. In, in Dion, for those of you who know us, it's a very busy season for us. We had three young children born in the space of a month in Dion. We're only a little gang and so here we go again. You know, it's, it's Collie, my hometown all over again. Related to everyone, you know what I mean? And so uh, one of them is my granddaughter. And so we understand the busy season of a newborn. Three of them. And we get when they cry for milk, don't we? Mums out there, we, you know what I'm talking about. It's a hectic time. And a very important time. And then this song says, the season just after that. And I get the complexity of human relationships with parents. I really want to acknowledge that. I know that. But the picture here is this beautiful picture of this child that has been so cared for lovingly by a mother. Don't you love? This is the image of God here, not God the Father. This is the image of God as a mother. And the picture, what the lyricist, what the song is trying to do is put you in the place of the child. David was saying, I am that child with my God. My God is like a mother. I'm like a weaned child. I needed so much and I was so dependent and I'm in a different stage of life, new season, but I'm still clinging to my mother. I know my mother. I need my mother still. And it's this beautiful picture. The quiet and the calm that David's singing of is because of a relationship of trust. And that is so important in this journey. This metaphor is so important and the journey has turned really deep, church, because what David sings about, what the pilgrims sung about is yes, like a weaned child is my soul. This is a song that is cutting down into the very depths of who you are that peace of you that's divine, that peace of the image of God that's been placed in you, that place has been calmed and quieted. What an incredible picture. In the chaos of the journey, in the difficulty of your story, perhaps that's a word for you tonight, that there is such a place of peacefulness within the very depths of who you are doesn't answer all the questions, but it places within you such, such a season of grace.
And for me, I wanted to share with you one of the aspects of this place, how to get to that place, how to understand and untap that. And, and the hint's there in the song. But I wanted to be overt. I wanted to share with you, and I'll, perhaps I've shared this word with you before. For those that don't know, I have an Aboriginal heritage. And in my language, my traditional Aboriginal language, Agumaroi, we have a very important word, and that word is winangala. Winangala. And it's quite a strong word. It's a bit like this emphatic word here, I have. Winangala, you wouldn't just say winangala. Winangala. It's exclamation, listen, winangala, listen. And I think that listening is exactly the opportunity that we have in order to tap into this peace and quiet, this calm that our God has for us. In fact, I, I understand the more that, you know, you talk to your friends and family and so many people say, oh, how are you going? And they say, oh, so busy at the moment. Oh, gee, I'm flat out and oh, I've got this and I'm doing this. And, and even when we drive around, everything's trying to get our attention. So we live in quite a noisy world. And so I actually wanted to introduce it tonight. I want to give you a chance to win a gala. And so I thought I didn't want to make it too hard for you. If you've never done a practice of silence, I just would love us to be silent for 30 seconds. That's all I'm going to give a go tonight. You might want to close your eyes, you want to bow your head, it's entirely up to you, okay? But just for 30 seconds, I want to invite us into Winangala, just to be quiet, just to be still. So I'll just give you 30 seconds. Let's begin now. just gently invite you out of that. Thank you so much. I don't know if you've ever had a chance like that. I know you're going to get out that door or the lights will come on. And I just want to uh, recognise in that, if you're anything like me, did, did anyone hear noise? Yeah, I, I could hear the air con and I'm pleased for that. Thank you. That's great. <laughs> um, did, I, did anyone hear any voices? Anyone hear any voices? It's true, I, it's a, it is a trick question too, by the way. Um, I actually didn't hear any, anyone else's voice. And this can get you in trouble from a stage to say that you hear voices and no one spoke. But whose voice do you think I heard? I heard mine. If you're to be honest, in that 30 seconds, did your mind stop? Did you stop? And, and this to me is a great challenge. Because even in these times of silence, there's still a lot of noise. And one of the things I know about myself and, and I invite others to perhaps recognise, sometimes my voice is not the kindest voice. Sometimes I don't speak life to myself. Sometimes uh, my mind rattles around all different things that I have to admit aren't that helpful on the journey. And I, I can't solve that for you necessarily right tonight. I just want you to recognise that even this sense of silence, we, we talk about external and you can't control that really. Aircon will keep going, cars will go, chairs will move, people will breathe. But that more difficult thing for me is that inner voice, that inner quiet, that, that constant narrative in my own head. I struggle with it at times. And I know it's important and it, it almost sounds weird, that, but I had this idea that we've got to fight for peace. 
I know it sounds counterproductive, fight for peace, but, but listen, hear me out, hear me out. I don't mean more effort, but I just mean that there's almost, we've got to struggle to get that time to be quiet. Our lives are not getting slower. This world, and I'm not trying to make a social comment, but our world is not getting any less busy. And it will take, just like David spoke about in this song, It'll take a discipline. It'll take an intentionality to carve out that space. And I recognise for some, you're in a season that's not, not easy. Some of you might practically, you know, like our Dion crew, have a little bub. It's hard to find the quiet time. And I want to encourage you. I, I read something beautiful from someone far more wiser than me. If that's true for you, you've got a little bub and you know, you're trying to block out the noise to have your quiet time, it's just literally not possible. And someone gave this pastoral advice once to a young mum and said, don't fight that. Look at your baby, hold them and love them and recognise that your God is doing that for you. What a beautiful invitation. Not to try and pretend and not to do away and say, so, but, but enter into that space and recognise it as holy. When you talk to your neighbours and you go to your work, don't have this sacred secular thing. Be present with God because He is present. For me, I don't think the biggest challenge will be carving out the time. I really don't. I think the far bigger challenge for us will be willing to be naked before God. And by that, I, I don't just mean, I'm not talking physically, but I do lend myself, I lean into that Adam and Eve story, the story of humanity. And it's a story that says that they made this terrible decision, this, this part of their story that corrupted a beautiful relationship, one where they were in perfect harmony and they made decisions, the journey is almost a U-turn from that. And all of a sudden they're in this place and, and it says, the story says, the storyteller says that they realised that they were naked. And I can accept the, the physicality of that, but I, I look far deeper in that story and I see that deeper level of emotional and spiritual truth that says that God was looking for them and they went and hid. And I want to recognise that a challenge for us will be the willingness on the spiritual journey to stand before God naked, not physically, but to allow His Spirit to penetrate the deepest parts of who we are, to expose all the bits of our journey, to be willing to, to shine a light on the story and allow it to be searched. There's another song, another psalm that was sung. It's a very powerful song. And it says, search me and know my heart. And I understand we might hesitate in that. You might say, yeah, but I don't want to revisit that or I haven't dealt with that. And oh, if God only knew what I was like, well, we are hiding and we are kidding. And the only way forward in that is in that vulnerability to God to say, here I am. And it's in that place that we find the companion who will never leave us, who has never left us. And he meets us and brings us such peace. Listening 
Win and Gallery is such an emptying thing. It's such an exposing thing. It's, it's a loss of control to listen. And, and I see that. And, and I wonder if you can see that in your own life. Sometimes what we do is try to keep so busy. We talk so much. We just carry on so much because we really don't want to visit the truth. And I recognise that, that listening is such a humble posture. And it's so vital to allow yourself to go to that place. There's an invitation from God to it. That, for him to speak deep into who we are. David, in his song, said, I have. He was very definite about what happened. And I'm going to invite you to think about a practice. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's silence. Maybe it's joining a connect group. Maybe it's um, coming here and making this your church. Maybe, maybe it's catching up with that friend who asked you how you were and you said, yeah, I'm good, and you're really not. But I want you to be emphatic as you leave this place, this building. I want you to have an I will. David has, oh, I have. He said, here's all the issues, but I have quietened and calmed myself. I've sat before my Lord and I want you to have a practice that is going to be of benefit to you, be helpful and healthy for you when you leave this place. Don't leave it unresolved tonight. Find that activity, find that thing that will help you to be in that listening posture. Maybe you might chase someone up who you know gave you the answer, I'm good, and you knew for a fact they're not. It's a powerful thing to listen. The crescendo of the song is in verse three. Very short song, but a very powerful one. And the crescendo says, O Israel, put your hope in the Lord now and always. What a finish to a song. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord now and always. That's why one small critique of this song. I love this song. I'd have it on repeat in my playlist, there's no doubt. But the one small change I'd like to talk to David about is I would say tonight, not just, oh, Israel, I'd say, oh, Bridgie. I'd say, oh, pilgrim. I'd say, oh, human, oh, listener. Put your hope in the Lord now and always. Journeys and stories need hope. You need hope for the journey you need hope in the story. That doesn't mean your, your journey, it doesn't mean your story is not without questions. They still linger, they may still be there. It's not without the complexities. Your life, even in Christ, will still have complexities. So it's not without those things, but it cannot be without hope. Our stories and our journeys need hope. And the place for that is the faithful presence of God, his love for you. In my language, I've shared with you Winangala, but I wanna share with you a very close word to that. And it might be intriguing where this takes us. Winangala means listen, but a, a very close sounding word to that is Winangai. Winangala. Listen, 
Winangai, it has five meanings and they go deeper as you go into the meanings. So, so come on the journey in this word with me. Winangai at, the, at its most simple means to think. But winangai at a deeper level means to understand. And as you travel with winangai further, it means to remember. And as you travel even deeper, it means to know. But the deepest and most profound sense of winangai is love. And it's in these two words that my journey has been changed. Because in order for us to love, we must listen. And I want to encourage you tonight in that. This simple but profound truth can change your journey. For you to be intentional, for you to be emphatic about finding that space of how you can listen to God. Whatever that might mean for you, in whatever setting you find yourself, but, but carving out those opportunities for you to connect with your Creator and the love through the listening. I want to actually extend that. I pray for you. I really mean this. I pray that for you as a church, you will be known for your listening. That you will be people that will look for opportunities. It is one of the most um, amazing gifts of love you can give to someone is to listen to them. because you are listening to their story, the reality of their life. You are listening with ears of love in their journey. And, and you will bless people abundantly. And my deepest prayer is you'll be known as that, a church that listens. And so I came across a, a quote that I felt was so appropriate, it's by a woman in America called Caitlin B. Curtis, and she said, all these winding roads, all these roadmaps that seem to lead to nowhere, they actually lead us to the thing that has always been. Love was always the destination. Love was always the destination. Bridgie, I want to make a confession, a public personal confession and a pledge to you. I have not always Winangala. I've not always listened well. And my listening has not always led to me having a deeper thinking, a deeper understanding, a deeper remembering, a deeper knowing, and certainly often not a deeper loving. And I want to confess that in front of you. Sometimes I've just got hold of new information that made me feel better about myself spoken about things I had no right to speak about. And I confess that in all honesty. And I do want to make a pledge. And I want to tell you, I want to say out aloud that my prayer for myself is, uh, if whatever I think, if whatever I understand, what, if whatever I remember, whatever I know, if it does not lead to more and more love, then I'm actually kidding myself. That as I open myself up, much like you said, Cain, as I open up and realise the unfailing love that's been given to me, if I win and gala, if I listen carefully and hear that, and I receive that and I live in that, then 
there is this opportunity for that to grow more and more in my life and I want that. And I want to invite you into that. This simple but profound truth of listening and loving more and more, it will change this world. It's just a brief prayer that I'm going to share with you and so the band can come back up and I'm going to give you a little bit of time for just listening. Um, Forgive me if my words have confused the journey tonight. It's not been my intention. I haven't wanted to wrap it on and fill it up just because I'll feel better about it. But I just honestly want to open that doorway for you. to to help you to open those ears, to hear not your voice, not a voice of condemnation, but the true and loving voice, the perfect father, the perfect mother, the God who loves you to your very soul. I want you to hear those words personally. Has Tamara heard? Has Cadence heard? Words that inspire you for your journey that lift you and fill you with hope tonight. And so I would like to ask, if you're not comfortable, that's okay, but would you just close your eyes, please? I'm just going to invite these words to wash over you. I'm just going to read them slowly but surely. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. We make the path by walking. so faithful and as we come to him as we've heard from God's words we come to him as our hope is in him 
He can move in, in amazing ways, powerful ways in our own lives and through us as His people. We want to pray for one group of people just as we close our service now. Um, this week we're launching into all of our youth and kids programs. Our heart and passion as a church is to share this message with the generation to come, the next generation coming through. It's been our heart from the beginning and we want to pray for those ministries. Switch launches, Friday Night Buzz launches, all of our kids programs launch. This is so important for us as a church. We need God to come and work. And there's an amazing team who give of their time. So if you're part of our Switch team, you're part of any of our kids ministry teams as well, Bridge Kids teams, Friday Night Bars, whatever, Crash, wherever you're serving, come down the front here because we just want to pray for you. So just come on down the front here and our final act of worship and our prayer of faith is going to be just to ask God to bless you this week and to encourage you and to thank you for your amazing heart to serve in this way. Come on down the front here. We are really blessed to have um, Trav Granger stepping into the role as our youth worker this year. We're going to be praying for him specifically next week on our Vision Sunday as well, as well as many, hundreds in fact, right across the church involved. Just come right down the front here. And if you're not yet involved and you want to be involved in some of these programs, we'd love to have you a part of it. Keep coming right across the front here. And I'm going to get some others just to come and to lay hands on these ones, to gather in around them, just to ask God to bless them, to lay hands on them as they step into a year. We're excited about what God wants to do through all of these ministries, what we've already seen Him do and what He longs to do as well, in fact. So let's do this. We're going to pray with faith together. Let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, we thank You. Thank You for these ones who are saying yes to serve in this way. This is so important, Lord. This is Your heart. You said, let the children come to me. They're so important in your kingdom. And our heart as a church is to see a generation raised up, Lord, a generation that have so many voices coming at them, telling them, Lord, uh, that, that, that uh, they're not valued, that they're not loved, or to telling them, directing them in the wrong directions to find those things, Lord. But we know that ultimately their hope and, and life is found only in you, great God, as we've heard again tonight. So we want to pray, Lord, you're anointing upon these ones. Thank you for their heart to share this with the next generation. Bless them. I pray. May you have your hand upon all of these ministries for Switch as they launch this Friday night, Lord. We're asking for many more lives, young lives to be impacted, Lord. Thanks. We heard that in tomorrow's testimony, in fact, the impact of Switch. And so we thank you for that, Lord. Stir faith within us for all of our kids' ministries, for Pastor Trish, for Ty, for all the teams, Lord. We just ask for your hand to be upon them and we want to encourage them and, and thank you, God, for them tonight as we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. Can we put our hands together and just encourage these teams? Thank you guys so much. You can grab a seat. Uh, if you would like some prayer tonight, do come down the front. We'd love to pray for you. Grab one of the pastors. We'd love to do that. And do stay around after the service as well. I know there's lots of new people around. We'd love to help you to connect you in with others as well here. So do hang around so we can get a chance to do that. God bless you. Thanks so much.